Hi guys, it's a privilege to be here again and to share the word of God with you. I find it an honor every time um, the word of God is being opened and light comes forth. You know, it's. I, I think we shouldn't take for granted the fact that we read the word and revelation is birthed or we, we see the things that Jesus is trying to say or Jesus has hidden from ages past. I think we shouldn't take it for granted. So every time I open the scripture and I hear his voice, I see something he wants me to see. Um, a revelation is being, re- is, is being opened up for me. I'm excited. Literally, I'm excited and I find it or I see it as a great privilege. All right, guys. So I want to say a big welcome to you and I want to thank you for staying consistent through this journey. Let me say something. I've always said that the reward is at the end of the journey not at the middle of the journey the devil or the enemy doesn't have a problem with you starting he has a problem with you finishing if you can start it's fine but the the main aim is that he wants to stop you from finishing and i want to beg of you that no matter how busy you get i think i believe strongly and i'm employing you and i'm pleading with you that you should stay through to the end of this podcast so we are ending with the revelation of jesus today we're talking about the death of jesus and the burial of jesus by um tomorrow we'll be talking about the resurrection of jesus and that's how we'll wrap this podcast up remember i told you i I don't believe this is a coincidence i was i was praying and i heard reintroducing jesus and i think that's what we need to do before the year wraps up into the into the next year all right into the next year so today we're talking about the death of jesus imagine if jesus was born and never arrived at the place where he had to die um to fulfill the reason why he came or to seal the reason why he came then everything would have been a waste so my dear friend i i'm imploring you that you stay to the end and let's do this together okay Thank you very much. If this is your first time, I'm saying you're welcome. So I would ask you to take some time to listen to day one, day two, day three, four, five, six. And today we're doing day seven together. So take your time to listen to those days. All right. Take your time and listen to all of those days. I I, I want to particularly say thank you to everyone who has actually listened from day one. I know it has not been quite easy because I send this every night. But I want to thank you for your commitment. Those of you who listen the next day, a day after, or any anyone, any of either of them, I really want to say thank you so much. So today, like I said, we'll be talking about the death and the burial of Jesus. The death and the burial of Jesus. And I would need you to pay close attention because while I was reading, I was just so blessed reading those scriptures. Because I saw how Jesus, like a lamb, went to the cross and died without any opposition without struggling without trying to prevent it from happening he gave his life so that we can have a new life all right so yesterday we talked about um, the sufferings of the messiah's message or the suffering of jesus and we read uh, matthew 17 matthew 16 and 17 so for today's teaching or for today's podcast rather we won't read matthew 18 because matthew 18 um also tackled the teachings of jesus jesus spoke about who is the greatest he spoke about temptation he gave a a parable of the kingdom Um, he's also spoke about when your brother sinned against you and you know we have talked about the messages of jesus so these are just part of the messages of jesus and i will not have to there won't be any need to go back to them again 
um, chapter 19 spoke about um, teaching about divorce that was the teaching of jesus he went on to talk about the rich man all the teachings of jesus um, um and then he spoke about the mother's request as the james and john and all of that which is also the message of the kingdom of god chapter 21 spoke about the parable of two sons that's the message of the kingdom and the reason why we're not reading all of this is because like i said we have talked about the messages of jesus and if you still want to go through those chapters i would i, I would advise that you do that all right take some time and go through those chapters but for today's podcast we'll be looking at matthew chapter 26 and chapter 27 it's quite a long read so i'll um, be as fast as i can be so that we would read through it and then like usual i would share my thoughts at the end of every read okay so let's just quickly jump into matthew chapter 26 Hello there friend, my name is Amechi and I'm the anchor voice of Eden. Aside that, I'm a pro graphics designer, I love to sing, I'm an author and I love Jesus. We are on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the word of God. Join us as we journey into God's rest. Matthew 26 When Jesus had finished all this saying, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the place of the high priest, whose name was Cephas, and plotted to kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar amongst the people. Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman a woman came up to him with an alabaster flax of very expensive ornament and she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done this beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring the ornament on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from the moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city of a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will take the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at table with the twelve. As they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written, but woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas who would betray him answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, 
broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the, to the Mount of Olive. And Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the roster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to his disciples and found them sleeping, and said to Peter, So could you not watch with me an hour? Watch and pray, that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Again for the second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass until I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. And he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with sword and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer who had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the one, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with him stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do not think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels. But how then should the scripture be fulfilled, that it must be so? At that hour Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out up against the robber with sword and clubs to capture me? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Cyphus, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were gathered. And Peter was following him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guard to see the end. Now the chief priest and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power 
and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witness do we need? You have now heard this blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him and said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied it with an oath, I do not know the man. After a while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly, you two are one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man, and immediately the roster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the roaster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him over to Pilate the governor. Then when Judas his betrayer saw that Jesus was condemned, he changed his mind and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priest and the elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, What is that to us? See to it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple, he departed and went and hung himself. But the chief priests, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since it is blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field had been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom the price had been set by some of the sons of Israel, and they gave them to the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priest and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate said to him, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even a single charge. So the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. For when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Beside, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent words to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priest and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They said, Let him be crucified. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather what the riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood, see to it yourself. And all the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. When the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and gathered the whole battalion before him. They stripped him and put a scarlet rope on him, and twisted together a crown of thorn, and put it on his head, and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, 
Hail, King of the Jews! And they spied on him, and took the reed and struck him on his head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe, and put his own cloth on him, and led him away to be crucified. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name, and compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they had come to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with God. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garment amongst them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there, and over his head they put the charge against him, which reads, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and the other on the left. And those who passed by dreaded him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests and the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, Lamak Sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, the man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with soured wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, wait, let us see whether Elijah would come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook, the rock were split, the tomb also were open, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tomb after his resurrection, they went into the whole city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were also many women there, looking on from a distance, who had followed Jesus from Galilee ministering to him. Amongst those were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen sword and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone at the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said, while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he had risen from the dead and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Alright guys, so that's um, chapter 26 and chapter 27. And it just clearly spoke about the death of Jesus. 
or the this the line through the death of Jesus, the persecution up until the death of Jesus. And we saw how that even this journey was not easy for Jesus. The first signal that we got that the journey wasn't easy for Jesus was where he started talking about the one who will betray him. He said the one that will betray me is the one that has dipped a that has dipped his bread in the same cup with me. It was painful for Jesus that the person who was going to betray him was was among his circle. In fact, he called him friend when he came to when he came to betray him. When he gave him a kiss, he called him friend. I know contrary to what we have been taught that um maybe Jesus didn't have a close relationship with Judas. I think that was not true. I think Jesus was first hot that a betrayal was coming from his closest friends, from the people he hung out with. Imagine if you were betrayed from, if one of your friends, the person closest to you or the person amongst your circle is the one who betrayed you or the one who is going to betray you. How would you feel? I think that was where Jesus' pain started from. Alright, that was where his pain started from. And then he 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 went further. Let me say something about Judas before I even go further to say um to talk about the pain Jesus had to go through. I think something about Judas stood out for me. Um it is very sad that Judas had to take his life. And, and we saw that in, in chapter 27 that we read. But something stood out for me in this. And he said, um, let me read from let me read from verse from verse 10 of chapter 26 it says that jesus was speaking says for she has done a beautiful thing to me for you would always have the poor with you but you will not always have me and um okay this is not where i was looking for yes now this i'm looking at um, verse 14 then one of the 12 whose name was judas went to the chief priest and said what will you give me if i deliver him over to you Judas's Judas's intent, permit me to say, was only to deliver Jesus to these guys because he knew they had sorted, they wanted to just get Jesus. Most likely, he was thinking that the reason they wanted to get him in quotes was to stop his ministry, was to just tell him, okay, see, stop, stop singing and stop preaching. We don't want to hear any more of this. Judas, permit me to say, I, I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. Judas was not aware, was not in the full, it was not in the full, in the full um, picture of the plot to kill Jesus. He didn't know. He thought it was just to deliver. He knew how impossible it was for them to get Jesus, to catch Jesus. He thought it was just something that they would, he would deliver him to them. They would imprison him and after a while they would let him go. Because if you go down to verse 25 of chapter 20 of chapter 26 judas who would betray him answered is it i rabbi jesus said woe unto him who would do the son of man who by whose hands i will be betrayed and jesus rabbi um, um, judas said rabbi is it i he said to him you have said so i i <laughs> i don't know but i think judas actually wasn't in the full no knowledge of what he was getting involved in i think he wasn't in the full knowledge that was why he couldn't bear it when he discovered is this what i have actually done like was it is it by my hand that they are going to kill the messiah it was too intense and like i would always say if judas had repented of course he would have been forgiven 
I, I feel so. I believe so that he would have been forgiven. But because some pain are so intense. Hi, uh, let me say something. Jesus left and got to Gethsemane. And because of how intense, how painful, the, the Bible says he was sorrowful even to death. I felt that was the same pain Judas felt. But Judas didn't know how to direct his into the place of prayer. Jesus went and prayed. The pain was severe. The, the sorrow he felt was severe. And he channeled it into prayer. You know, I kept, I kept saying yesterday that for suffering, every believer must suffer. And the fact that you go without money or food is not even the suffering we're talking about. Jesus will take care of you. You don't, you don't even have to be poor. Poverty is, not, is, is one of the things he took care of. So you, he can't, you can't go through suffering. You can't, you can't be poor as a result of your suffering and say, okay, this is, this is my part to play. This is how I'm going to suffer for Christ. Well, I, I, don't think you, I don't think that that should be part of the bargain. All right? But what I'm talking about is that suffering is that people would hate you for the message you preach. Certain times, your friends will turn their back on you because you are standing for the truth, because you decide not to compromise. For Jesus' case, the pain of going through to the cross, the pain of seeing the people you have you 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 did your ministry with leave and run. He told them that the time is coming. All of you will scatter. And Peter said, I, I won't. And we see that in, in, in from chapter from verses 30. Um, down to 35. Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. But Jesus was sorrowful because he saw what was coming out. He saw what was coming ahead. And he said, okay, let's, let me go and pray. Let me pour out my feelings, my emotions to God. And then he went with Peter and went with um, James and John. And then they couldn't stay with him. Now listen to what he said. He said to Peter after he came back from his prayer, so you could not watch with me one hour. Remember, Peter was not the only one there. John and James were there with him. Verse 40, And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. But he only said to Peter. He woke Peter up and said to Peter, You, Peter, you cannot stay with me an hour. And he told him, Watch and pray, for you may not end, so that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. He was speaking to the conversation he had. He was speaking about the conversation he had with Peter earlier. He said, all these things you said is only a sign that the spirit is willing. But see, Peter, your flesh is weak and do not underestimate the power of the flesh. Don't underestimate the power of the flesh. Don't. Pray. And that was what Peter lacked. So I saw how Jesus was dragged. He was first betrayed with a kiss. He was first betrayed by a friend. And then there was nobody around him when he was being taken to the cross. There was nobody. The person who helped him carry his cross was forced. Peter had nothing to do with him. The disciples had nothing to do with him. They scattered. This was how Jesus died. He was spat on. He was beaten. He was humiliated. And this reminded me of something I said yesterday where Jesus was speaking to his disciples and said, if anyone must come after me, 
he must deny himself. The reason the disciples ran, the reason Peter denied him, was because he had not denied himself. If you don't deny yourself, you will deny Jesus. Peter denied Jesus because he had not denied himself. Jesus said, if anyone must follow me, he must first deny himself, then take up his cross and then you can follow me. Peter arrived at the place later on in his ministry where he denied himself to follow Jesus. The disciples arrived at the place where they lost their reputation. They lost, they denied themselves to follow Jesus. And because Jesus denied himself, that was the only reason why he could carry his cross. You can't carry a cross if you have not first denied yourself. You can carry a cross for something if you have not first denied yourself. And Jesus could only do that because he denied himself. He had no reputation. Now listen to one of the things they said to um, Peter that stood out for me. I think that was in chapter, um, same chapter 26, verse um, 73. And one of the men standing out, the bystanders, says, Certainly you two are one of them, for your accent betrayed you. As at that point, Peter was already speaking like Jesus. Jesus had rubbed off on him. To the point that he talked like Jesus, the disciples were speaking like Jesus. He said, your accent has betrayed you. You sound like him. You sound like him. And that's where we, that, that's, the, that's the aim. That's where we want to always arrive at. Where we talk like Jesus, we walk like Jesus, we see like Jesus. We are perceived to be Jesus on earth. You know, I said Jesus came to make disciples. 10,000 Jesuses, 20,000 other Jesuses operating in the earth, walking in, on earth, walking around the world. That's the aim of Jesus. Now, let's just jump to chapter 27, where they took him to Pilate and Pilate couldn't find anything and all of that. And Jesus was confidently standing there, knowing that, see, I delivered. He didn't say I was arrested. He was not running. He delivered himself to these people to be killed. And because of Jesus, we now have a new life. Because he was able to let go of his privileges. Because he was able to let go of his right. He told Peter, why are you, he told the disciples, why are you trying to fight? He said, don't you think I have authority to call legions of angels? They are at my disposal. They are waiting just a word. And they would come and evade this place. He said, no. He said, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Jesus understood that the battle is fought on his, on his knee and not with the sword. And that was what he did all night. He prayed. He prayed. Let me say this. I believe if Jesus had not spent three hours praying that much, he would have not gone to the cross. Permit me, maybe, maybe that pain would have allowed him to say something else. Call forth those angels. But it was because he was able to tarry in the place of prayer, he endured that pain. He was able to go through the cross. Because he gained strength, he won the fight on his knee. He was able to go to the cross and to die for you and I. So yes, my dear friend, that is what I have to say about the death of Jesus. And his burial was an honorable one. It's amazing to find out that rich men too were disciples of Jesus. The Bible called the man a rich man from Arimathea, named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. 
that was how Jesus got a very befitting burial. Very befitting burial. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Let me just quickly say a word of prayer with you. I pray that everything Jesus had accomplished, has accomplished by his death, will be seen in your life. I pray that you will not belittle the things Jesus has done for you. I pray that you will not overlook what he has done. I pray you will not overlook the death. He said, he told his disciples, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Do this continually in remembrance of me. I pray that the death of Christ will continue to ring in our heart. That he had accomplished, he has accomplished everything and it is finished. It is finished. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you tomorrow and we'll be talking about the resurrection of Jesus. Have a good evening. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Voice of Eden podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. Kindly follow us on social media at Voice of Eden. Share with your friends and keep God first.